staying healthy, fit and strong for the rest of my life. But how do you do that if you're injured? How do you do that if your joints are broken? How do you do that if your body hurts? And I'll just use the hurt. If you're in pain, if any part of your body hurts, is it possible that you don't want to do anything, let alone go and exercise to 100% intensity to work really hard? Now, the only thing I do now is 100% effort work. So I punch at 100% effort, I kick at 100% effort, I sprint on the treadmill at 100% effort, I do everything at 100% because I want 100% results. How about you? If you do 50% easy exercise, you get 50% result. But that came about because of understanding anatomy and physiology, of course. And if you are an exercise professional, if you're a personal trainer, if you're a coach, if you're responsible for inspiring people to be fit, to be healthy and strong for the rest of their life, my first question is always this. If we hurt somebody, if they're injured, if they're busted or broken, how can they stay healthy, fit and strong for the rest of their life? So obviously the number one rule for all exercise professionals is I will not hurt my client, I will not hurt my athlete, but how about this? I will not hurt myself. <laughs> and I'm standing here as a very old lady and somebody who hurt myself on a regular basis because I didn't know my anatomy and physiology. I listened to this so-called expert who said, do this exercise uh, you should train this way, and I busted my joints, I got broken joints, my worst injury is a, the disc between my L4 and 5 in my lower back is completely gone, if you have a look at my x-rays, I have no disc anymore. So how can I keep exercising, how is it even possible for me to keep exercising, and I will share with you, a lot of people have looked at my x-rays, allied health professionals, and said, Rowie, how are you even walking around? Your back injury is so bad, you shouldn't be able to walk around. Now, obviously, I'm not just walking around. I'm living my life to the max. I'm fit, I'm strong, I'm healthy. So if I'm not going to injure my client, my next question is always this. Even if an exercise is safe, so it's in the upright position, it's functional, that's how the body works, there's only uh, traction and compression forces through the joint, there's no shearing forces through the joint, everything is perfectly safe with that exercise. If I do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, is it possible that I will get an overuse injury? So if I run very long distances, if I cycle very long distances, if I swim very long distances, if I do lots and lots of repetitions of, a, of an exercise, whether it's weight training or cardiovascular exercise, huffy puffy, is it possible that just the overuse injury is gonna give me an injury or the overuse of that, that joint, that muscle is gonna give me an injury? And of course the answer is yes. So if I want to be able to run marathons, do Ironman events, do endurance events, if I train where I'm pounding, 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 grinding, 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 overuse, 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 isn't it possible that I'm going to end up busted and broken? Could that be something to consider? The next thing is we often talk about muscles and bones, but what about the joints? Because that's where the injury happens usually. Uh, if you look, put your, literally put your x-ray goggles on and before you do an exercise, have a look at the exercise, what's happening at the joint level, what's happening in the shoulder, what's happening at the elbow, what's happening at the hip joint, what's happening at the knee joint, what's happening with the fingers, what's happening with the toes. If I have a compression force through that joint or a traction force through that joint, it's much, much safer, obviously. If I push two pieces of wood together, they're not going to wear away. But if I push two pieces of wood together and do this, even without sandpaper, I'm eventually going to wear that wood away. So if an exercise puts a shearing force, grinding force, momentum speed, where the joint is not being pushed or pulled, it's being ground, it's a shearing force, isn't it possible that not 
if I will get injured, it's just when I'm going to get injured. Now, I think that most people don't get injured because they don't stick to their exercise program for long enough because it's long and boring, and that's a whole other story. Because if the longer an exercise program goes for, the longer an exercise session goes for, the longer I have to keep going, isn't it possible there's more likelihood that I'm going to give up, or I'm not going to be able to find the time, so I'm not even going to start, or I might be able to do it now for that one hour, two hours, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, even 20 minutes, but there's going to come a time in my life where I won't be able to. So as an exercise professional, isn't it really important for me as a coach, as a personal trainer, as somebody who prescribes exercise, that I should understand safety. Number one in an exercise, I can't hurt my client. What's happening at the joint so I don't injure their joint? And if I give them something to do that's too many times, it's going to give them an overuse injury, even if it's safe. So that wraps up that bit. The next part of that, of course, is what am I doing the exercise for? And if you ever ask yourself, why am I doing this? Is there a better exercise, which is the next question that comes along? A lot of exercises are just, we do them because we do them, because everyone else is doing them. And when you ask why are you doing that, the answer is, oh, well, I saw her doing it. She's got nice arms, or I saw him doing it. He's got great legs, or she's, doing, she's got a great ass, so I'm doing this ass exercise. But what if there's a better ass exercise? What if there's a better way to train the entire body together? And the thing that seems to be forgotten in exercise programming are the two firing mechanisms for the body, the central nervous system and the endocrine system, the hormones. The two systems are designed for us to be living at peak physical condition and to be performing at peak physical condition so that we look good and feel good all of the time. Now, those two systems fire up everything. And if those two are tired, then we're going to have a, our exercise program isn't going to work very well which means if we're doing something for too long or if we're bored or if psychologically we're not getting the results that we want or physically we're not getting the results that we want, those two systems go, well, why would I do this? It's a waste of time. So we end up quitting our exercise program. And the reason I'm asking this, this really important question is would the world be better? Would every single human being in your life, including yourself, have a better life if you were fit, if you were strong, if you were healthy, if you had a stack of energy, if you could perform at your best, if you didn't get sick, if you pick up a germ, bug or virus, if you pick up a disease or you get sick, you can fight it more effectively. If you had a happy, healthy, creative, clear thinking brain, if every part of your body was working effectively, wouldn't your life be better? And what else would you be able to do if your body was healthy, fit and strong? So I'm always asking, please, please, could you learn your anatomy and physiology, learn how each joint of the body works, learn what the body systems are and how they fire up every other part of the body so that you can get the best result possible from your exercise program. So the simple questions, would an exercise program, if you want to get the best results, from a safety perspective, would it be long with lots of compression forces but over and over and over, or dangerous shearing forces would we do that exercise? Of course not. It would waste our time because we would be end up not being able to invest time into our exercise because we'd be busted and broken. If I'm doing something over and over and over, which means I'm doing it for a long time, I'm doing it many times, isn't it more possible that I'm going to get injured? So why do we give people multiple sets of exercises? Why do we give them minutes of exercise, hours of exercise? If you look at how the energy systems work in the body, the phosphate system is 10 seconds, high intense, 100% effort. The lactate system is 10 seconds to two minutes, round about. You can work very hard in that system, but the energy, uh, sorry, the waste product from that energy system is lactic acid, which makes you feel sick for some people. It really regurgitate, want to throw up, sick, and we, that's what causes the burning sensation in the muscle. 
So you're not working at 100% effort, you could end up making people feel sick, and they're gonna get a burning sensation in their muscle. If they're getting a burning sensation, isn't it possible that a lot of people will stop exercising? Now some people love the burn, and you'll often hear exercise instructors say, feel the burn. But that feel the burn statement simply means I'm not in the 100% effort system. I'm not in the phosphate system because there's no lactic acid there. There's no waste product in the phosphate system. The waste product of lactic acid is in the lactate system. So it automatically says I'm in the wrong system for 100% effort. If I can go for longer than two minutes, I can just keep going and going and going, isn't there more chance I'm going to get overuse injury even if the, the exercise is safe, but I'm definitely not working at 100% effort. So why would I go there? I'm living my life there. That's where I'm gonna go water skiing, rock climbing, uh, CrossFit trainings, playing my sport, dancing, all the things that I love to do in my life are all in the, predominantly in the aerobic system. So I wanna be fit for that system, but do I wanna be 100% fit or do I wanna be 50% fit, 60, 70% fit? So I wanna be 100%, I don't wanna get injured. I've injured every single joint in my body because I did stupid, dumb exercises. And I'll just give you an example. I've got my trusty rock. So I've lifted a lot of rocks in the, in the last year. Uh, and the beautiful thing is, and the reason I'm using a rock, I could use a dumbbell, I could use a, a heavy book, I could use a bucket of water. My muscles are blind and they don't know what I'm lifting. They've got no clue. So this could be a five kilo dumbbell, but I don't know, maybe it's a five kilo rock. I can't count how heavy it is because I don't know. But the interesting thing is you'll often see this exercise. Now I'm very careful because it hurts me. What I'm doing here is I'm putting a shearing force across my elbow joint. So gravity's coming down this way and it's going across my joint, not through my joint. If I held the weight here, now the, the gravity's going through my joint. So I've got compression and traction forces rather than shearing forces. Now if I put a shearing force through my elbow joint, which is only a small joint, I'm going to hurt my, my joint at some stage. So this exercise here, which I haven't done now for probably 30, 35 years, is because I had busted my joints doing too many of them from overuse. So this is not only an overuse injury in my elbow, it's a shearing force injury. So that's the elbow joint. What about the shoulder joint? Poor little shoulder, tiny little, uh, four little uh, gr uh, muscle group in there called the rotator cuff muscle. So you've got supraspinatus, infraspinatus, teres minor and subscapularis. Tiny little, tiny little tendons, muscles, trying to hold a big uh, bone inside a shallow cavity. And then we come along and do something ridiculous like put a weight at the end of a long lever and we, I can't even hold it there, let alone trying to lift it up. And we do it in this position and we do it in this position and we do it in the upright row position. The one that's the real challenge here is the supraspinatus, which fits through the acromion process in the humerus. And every time I put something above my head or hold it out here, that tiny, tiny little muscle has, not only is it getting a major stress on it, but it's also getting squashed between the, if I put it above my head, it's getting squashed between the acromion process and the humerus. So not only am I, am I overusing a tiny, tiny little muscle, but I'm squishing it between two bones. And we wonder, wonder why we get broken shoulders. This, this joint here, if it's busted, and it hurts like hell if you've ever had a shoulder injury, it means you can't do any other upper body exercise. It also makes any other lower body exercise complicated because if you do squats or lunges or alive lifts, as I call them, you have to hold the weight with your hand. And if you're holding the weight with your hand, you've got a busted shoulder, very, we can't do the exercise. So if you, if you take out somebody's shoulder joint, 
because you're stupid enough to give them overhead exercises, squash the poor old supraspinatus, or you give them weight at the end of a long lever, which is definitely going to injure the, the and that's why I'm using a light rock. Imagine doing that with a heavy weight. What a ridiculous exercise. Please see that for what it is. It's gonna hurt your shoulder joint. It's gonna hurt your elbow joint. This is a stupid exercise because we never, we never do that movement in, in life anyway. But when I do a big exercise with my upper body, when I push and I pull with my upper body, but even more importantly, when I hold something heavy so that I can do an alive lift, a squat or a lunge, I'm now using all of my upper body muscles anyway because I have to hold a big heavy weight, hold it still nice and safe. But the third part of that, of course, if I've got a light weight, I can do it many, many, many times. If I can do it many, many, many times, I'm gonna get an overuse injury. Even if it was safe, I'm still gonna get an overuse injury because I'm doing it too many times. Why would I do something a lot of times if I can get it the same result in a short period of time, because people get bored, it's number one reason why people stop their exercise program because it takes too long and they're bored. But the more times I do it, the higher the risk of injury. So, pretty simple exercise programming. Lift as heavy as you can in the phosphate system. Go as hard as you can, heart and lungs in the phosphate system, which is 10 seconds. Very difficult to get injured when you only do something for 10 seconds. If you can lift it for, see this is lightweight. If I can lift it for more than 10 seconds, it's too light. So I'm wasting my time, I'm not getting overload, I'm not working at 100% effort, and I end up getting bored and quitting my exercise program anyway. And usually I'm quitting because I'm not getting the results that I want. So lift as heavy as you can for 10 seconds. If you can go for longer than 10 seconds, lift something heavier, so I need a heavier rock. Watch your joints, every single joint, knee joint, hip joint, all the joints in your lower back. Make sure that the, the force that's going through your joints is a compression and traction force, not a shearing force or a momentum grind, grind, grind force, because that's gonna injure me, my clients, the people that I care about. And if I stick to the phosphate system, I'm gonna be exercising very short, much less risk of injury. I'm going to be overloading my muscles and bones. I'm gonna be overloading my heart and lungs. I'm gonna be overloading my central nervous system and my endocrine system at 100% effort to get 100% results because I don't want you to be like me, an old lady with busted, broken joints because I did so many of these stupid exercises, these stupid exercises, these stupid exercises, this one for your knee, stupid. I'll get back here. Stupid, 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 the knee. We never ever use the knee like that. We never lift something up off the ground by kicking it up off the ground. The only time we use the kicking movement is if we're, if we're actually kicking something and that still comes from the hip and the glutes anyway. It's this leg extension business over, 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 overuse. Grind, 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 grind the knee. Why would you do that to somebody's human body? So this is my begging position. If you want to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life, injury free much less risk of even an accident injury, let alone overuse or, or damaging injury. If you want the people in your life, your clients, your friends, your family to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of their life, isn't it important that we keep our exercise programs safe, effective and fast? They're my three favorite words. Do it safely, make sure it works and do it bloody fast so people don't get bored and they get their results really quickly. Safe, effective and fast and you'll be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life. Woohoo!